Welcome back to The Mentors. This is Vadim. And Sergey. And you're listening to our weekly segment called The 5-Minute Pick-Me-Up, where we tell you stories to motivate you for the week to come. And today, we actually wanted to tell you a story about someone that dropped out of college and ended up slowly working their way up to becoming a head of sales at Google. And she held VP roles before that, so she obviously rose the ranks relatively quickly as well. And part of the reason why we wanted to bring that story to you today is because there are a lot of questions now around how one should think about navigating their career. Obviously, in this time, what's really top of mind for us is making sure that we can take care of our families and take care of ourselves, that we can be financially secure. And we also think a lot about how to hedge against the risk of an industry going away, how to hedge against the risk of something like this happening, a pandemic that could negatively impact a lot of people. Millions of people are filing for unemployment. Millions of people have a lot of uncertainty that they're feeling, partly because so many people live paycheck to paycheck. And so we thought it'd be important to discuss how anyone could be more entrepreneurial about their career right now. And what better story to tell than an underdog that we came across recently who actually was an instructor uh, at a class at School 16 just a few weeks ago. And we also always talk about the fact that just because you are an entrepreneur or you chose the entrepreneurial career path, and we do believe it's a career path, doesn't mean you're always working for yourself for the rest of your life. Like There are going to be times where you might be working for someone else because they bought your company or because you got a great leadership opportunity at another organization that someone else started that can also give you great opportunities for the future. And we think that being an entrepreneur, you can apply these same skills just as you can with building your own company in the careers that you take on in between the companies that you start. So Sergey, tell us a little bit more about Daisy's background uh, because we actually came across her years ago when we were building our sales software company, Tacit, and she was one of our customers. We sold to salespeople. She is a salesperson, a sales leader, and we were fortunate enough to get her as a customer or an early user very early on in the, in the life of Tacit. But that's how we got to know her. But we actually never knew some of the things that we ended up finding out through the class that she ran. So briefly talk about her origin story, so to speak, and how she was entrepreneurial about her career. Yeah, that's right. She was one of our early users uh, when she was VP of sales at Tableau, which is a, a, a huge tech company that ended up getting acquired by Salesforce, I believe, after they went public. Um, but actually, in hindsight, I know why she was one of our first users. Being an entrepreneurial person like herself, who's worked at startups means that she's more likely to try new products. And that's probably why she ended up responding to us all those years ago from a cold email. But she herself started off her career as a salesperson in a very non-traditional way. She dropped out of college. She went to community college for a few years. She was a bartender. She had some skills, but she was sick of relying on a certain amount of hourly work for her salary. She wanted to not have that one-to-one sort of ratio. She wanted to make sure that the hours she put in resulted in more income that she could get. She looked in her network and she found that one of her friends had started a startup. And so she reached out to that person. She learned as much as she could about the startup that he had. 
And she convinced him her first sort of sales job was to convince him to give her a job as an office manager. So she didn't even know yet what she was going to do as a job in the future, but she knew she had the skills to be an office manager, help out with HR tasks, help out with, you know, all the different random things that need to happen in an office. And because she didn't know anything about tech, this was in the early days of the internet about 20 years ago, she knew that all she had to do was to be in this place so she could learn as much as possible. So she first thing she did was leverage her own network to get a job in a startup. Next thing she did, which I think was really smart, was look around the different opportunities within that startup and where people needed help. And she filled herself in different roles and started helping out with marketing, eventually leveraging a full-time marketing job at that company. Getting a marketing job exposed her to trade shows and exposed her to working with salespeople. And she started seeing how salespeople wouldn't follow up on leads and how they, for some reason, were afraid to go after leads and close deals. And so she found her calling initially there. She thought that she could do a better job at sales than the salespeople she worked with. And so she started helping out with that and eventually getting an inside sales role at another company, learning the ropes there. And that was just the beginning of her sales career. So oftentimes people incorrectly believe that there is some kind of formula they need to follow in order to secure an interesting career path, in order to increase their chances of getting into some position that may seem attractive to them sometime in the future, that there is a sequence of steps you have to take to get there. But even through the story alone, even though you can tell that she built up on her experience and kind of laid it brick by brick, which is probably the only sequence that you can have, Exactly predicting the steps that need to be taken in order to end up somewhere is almost impossible. But she did have one big goal in mind, to stop relying on that hourly salary, and she saw an opportunity in tech. That was pretty much it. That was a broad goal. And then she leveraged, again, whatever she had to her disposal, which was her friend that had a startup company. Oftentimes, though, the reality of the situation is that it's more important to actually take that first step or any first step. It's more important to take that first job offer, even if it might not be the perfect job opportunity, if it, even if it might not seem like it will lead to something ideal. An office manager's role uh, is pretty operational, and there's plenty of people that stay in that role forever. But she was more opportunistic, and she knew that eventually she would transition to another job that was more satisfactory to her and that had a higher income potential in the beginning, she found that in marketing. And eventually, she found that in sales. Now, let's talk about how she actually went from then an entry-ish level inside sales role to eventually running sales at Google. We asked her a bunch of questions about how she ended up being a leader and how others can sort of rise through the ranks and become leaders within their organizations. Head of sales at Google is, is not an opportunity that everybody gets. So I think it was a combination of deliberately doing things that put her in leadership positions and then being in those positions ended up giving her a little bit of luck that then helped her get that job in Google. So I'm going to tell you how she did it. And then I think Vadim will connect the dots on how she actually did things that put her in a position to be a leader and how you can do the same thing. So first of all, she decided to get good at that sales job and do the things that were recognized in a sales role that were important. So initially that's meeting quota and exceeding quota. And that's something that she did quarter after quarter after quarter, meeting and exceeding quota so that she was seen as a good salesperson and given more opportunity to close bigger and bigger deals. 
once she did that, because she was interested in leadership, she took it upon herself to see what parts of the of the job or what parts of the company did leaders or executives in the company need help in where she could come in and do that thing where somebody else wasn't willing to. So that means, you know, for, if it meant running uh, an, an email campaign for a large customer at that time, Ford was a big customer of hers that required for her to learn HTML. And so she did that herself without anybody asking so that she could then put herself in the position where she could help with that marketing campaign by doing more and more things that other people weren't willing to do or were not equipped to do. She showed that she could learn quickly. She could step in when it mattered. And then because of that, other opportunities were given to her. And actions like that eventually landed Daisy an opportunity at a company called Tableau that was really quickly growing. And then at another startup after she developed her leadership skills further, and this other startup, while it was relatively small, ended up getting acquired a few short years later by Google. And of course, oftentimes when a company acquires you, it creates roles for the employees in that company. And that is how Daisy got the opportunity to run head of sales at Google Cloud. But let's recap really quickly some of the characteristics that led to this opportunity and how you then can be more entrepreneurial about your career. First of all, you have to be willing to take on new and varied responsibilities in the role that you are in now and in the company that you're in now. So that might mean going outside of your department and helping people with tasks that they need help with. Second of all, you have to be willing to solve problems without being asked. People sometimes look for recognition within a company. They want to make sure someone else sees that they're doing the hard work. But trust me, if you do that hard work, if you solve problems without being asked, you will eventually get recognized by someone. The next point that Daisy made is that leaders are actually found within companies. And it's usually people that help mentor others, that help coach others, and that are solutions oriented. What does that mean? That means that when they see a problem, they don't escalate that problem to somebody else. They don't hand it off to somebody else. They come up with a solution or multiple solutions. Then they go to other people and present them with the problem and the solution. If you're solutions oriented, that means you're taking problems off of people's plates. And again, you're more likely to land leadership opportunities. And the other thing that you could do is learn new skills and acquire new skills by working on them on your own time. So for Daisy, that meant learning HTML. For you, that might mean doing some extra hours after work to pick up new skills so you can help people in other departments or just working on your own side project that's completely separate from the work that you already do for the clear and deliberate goal of acquiring a new skill. We actually have a friend that uh, is a really talented engineer, and over the years, he's become a machine learning expert. And obviously, he had a great education, but... The way that he has become a deep expert in machine learning is because he loves the topic so much that he's constantly consuming white papers. He's constantly consuming detailed reports and materials about this subject on a weekly basis without anybody telling him to do that. It's just something that interests him. That is self-study. That is not something that anyone else is directing for him. That is completely self-motivated. And because of that, he has now over the years has become a de facto expert in machine learning. There's a lot you can do to learn by yourself and you don't have to wait for permission from somebody else to acquire new soft and hard skills. So Daisy's story is, of course, one of, of deliberate 
self-improvement, but also one of, of, of a person that put herself in a position to get lucky, ended up joining companies where the teams were strong enough and the products were interesting enough where those companies ended up doing really well. And then that in turn gave her more leadership opportunities, which of course now led to her running sales at Google. Hopefully you were inspired by the story of Daisy DePaulis, a super entrepreneurial career that she's had over the last 20 years. We love talking to people like that. And we wanted to bring you this story because to be entrepreneurial doesn't mean that you always have to be working on your own businesses. And we know that many people listening to the show right now aren't necessarily currently working on a business, but that doesn't mean that you can't be more entrepreneurial about the way that you treat your career and about the way you take advantage of opportunities. If you like the story that you just heard about Daisy DePaulis, we are continuing to interview experts like herself on a weekly basis for our free classes at School 16. Next week, we're going to have the Chief Operating Officer of Definity. He's also an angel investor that's going to talk to us about operations management and operations careers. We're also going to have engineers from Google, product managers, marketing leaders from places like LinkedIn, and more coming up in the next couple of months. To get access to these classes for free, go to school16.co, that's school16.co, drop your email and you'll get reminded about all the future classes that we have coming up so you can learn directly from these experts and actually ask them questions directly as well during our free classes. We also wanted to give you a quick update about the mentors and our upcoming release schedule. We actually just reached a, a personal milestone that we're really excited about and proud of, which is our 200th episode just came out last Wednesday. So now you're listening to our 201st first episode. And so thank you so much if you've been a listener from the beginning, or even if you just joined us recently, we really appreciate you as a listener. And we encourage you to go back and to listen to some of the episodes that you might have missed. But the new release schedule that we're moving to now, in part because we are doing free classes every Wednesday for everyone in our community, including folks like you, we're not going to be publishing an episode every Wednesday now. We will still continue to publish these five-minute pick-me-ups. You can expect them on Sunday night or Monday morning, whenever you choose to listen to them. You will get the five-minute pick-me-up every week. Uh, and then we'll be releasing new episodes as bonus episodes as they come up. So right now we have an amazing interview lined up that we're going to release most likely next week. And this is a guy who started three companies at the same time, something that we don't recommend for most people, but he's going to tell you how he did that successfully. So that's the change. We're moving from two episodes a week to one episode a week. And others that we will be releasing as bonus episodes for you. The reason why we're doing this is because now we offer these free classes via School 16 that are available to anybody in our community. We want to make sure these Wednesday night classes are quality. And so that's why we're moving to one episode a week, but you will still get bonus interviews from the mentors. And we welcome you to give us suggestions for types of guests that you want by emailing us at info at thementors.co. We hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you can reach out to us directly with anything whatsoever but we hope you have a wonderful week ahead and we'll see you next week <laughs>